Hello, I'm Andrew Gentile. And I'm Ariana. And you're listening to Behind the Flicks. This is a show all about me sharing as many facts as I know about filmmaking and directors of behind-the-scenes info about movies and whatnot to Ariana. And you'll join us for the ride. So, Ariana, can we get a review of this episode's film? All right, this episode featuring the film A Muppet's The Muppets A Christmas Carol? The Muppet Christmas Carol. The Muppet Christmas Carol. And it is probably about one of the cutest Christmas movies I've ever seen. It's the traditional story. I mean, everybody knows, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge. It's played by Michael Caine, who is... I had a very hard time seeing him as a bickering old man because he's just so endearing in all of his other films. Um, But he does it well. And he adds a lot of, like, you know, childlike... Uh, Scrooginess, I guess. <laughs> that mean sensibility he's supposed to have. He, I feel like he accomplishes it. Um, but it's very cute. I mean, the songs were a, quite the gift in it. And I'm definitely going to be adding those to my playlist. And I think everybody else should too for, for some Christmas feels. But, you know, traditional story mixed with is the Muppets. <laughs> I've actually never seen a Muppets movie before this. Come on. You know, I'm serious. Ariana, you are a Muppet. <laughs> you're cute. You're adorable. You're little. You're a Muppet. Oh, so that means I need to watch more and learn about myself. Pretty much. And what grade would you give this movie? Oh, I would give this movie easily like an A. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, good. I know I'm a hard critic, but this is this kind of thing is down my lane. Thank you, God in heaven. All right, this is in my top 10 favorite movies ever. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. After Jim Henson passed away at the age of 53, the decision was made within the Jim Henson Company to carry on and continue his legacy. Their first film, With the Muppets, was released two years after their founder's death, 1992's The Muppet Christmas Carol. There are quite a few fun stories that I've learned through listening to the DVD audio commentary, also, there's a news story on this film that just came out on the day of this recording, December 9th, 2020. What? No way. Let's talk about some of those stories. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. When Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, was pitched the idea of retelling Charles Dickens' classic story with Muppets, Brian was hesitant. After all, A Christmas Carol is a piece of literature that has been adapted dozens of times for the silver screen. However, Brian relented and ended up with the directing duties. During the development of the script, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and Christmas yet to come were originally going to be already established Muppets. The ghost of Christmas past was going to be Scooter. The ghost of Christmas present was going to be Miss Piggy. And the ghost of Christmas yet to come was going to be Gonzo. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know any of the Muppets, but because I've seen the Christmas Carol, I know what characters they used. And I cannot imagine that scenario at all. (laughs) This is why I'm shocked you haven't seen any other Muppet things because if I had to personify a human as like the cutest Muppet ever, it'd be you. Um, (laughs) However, when Gonzo was recast as Charles Dickens, the original concept for these three ghosts was scrapped. Rightfully so, I think. Yeah. On a technical note in regards to the ghost of Christmas past, in order to accomplish the effect of this ghost floating in midair, the puppet was originally filmed through a vat of baby oil. After it was found that the cost of baby oil was too expensive, the oil was replaced instead with water. I got to admit, that one was the only one that I was like, they're legitimately pretty creepy. 
Yeah. That ghost. I mean, I love it. I like that it was like a little girl. She had like really pretty blue eyes, but she legitimately creeped me out a little bit. Like you, I feel like her essence could easily be plopped into a much darker horror movie and not feel too out of place. You know, what's interesting is that on the audio commentary, Brian Henson talks about a little bit how white light can just as be as just as terrifying as darkness. And so that's kind of, it sounds like that's kind of what they were going for a little bit. Okay, like a, good. Li- a, little, a little mix of cute and a little scary because it's a ghost, you know? Yeah. Well, well introduced. On another technical note, the opening shot of the camera dolling through the London cityscape. Yeah, I thought that they had to be some kind of like miniatures, right? You are correct. However, in order to get the camera to move past these miniatures convincingly, the camera speed was slowed down to two frames per second so that the technicians on set had enough time to push the model buildings in front of the camera. For the listeners at home, just as a reference, uh, camera speed is usually 24 frames per second. Oh, okay. That is insanely so. So the camera stayed stationary, and then they pulled the city away? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the camera's film speed. Like, not not the... Like, it didn't say stationary, but the camera, the camera yeah. itself moved, but the speed at which the uh, film moved in the camera was two frames per second. Wow. In the movie, you'll see hand control puppets, you know, the ones where you put the hand in the puppet and they move it around. Yeah. Well, in the shots where certain Muppets, like you see their legs or you see there is no way that the hand could get through, they use radio control puppets. Radio control? Correct. Like you would use it with like, like miniature cars. Oh, Dang. Okay, so do you know which ones are were radio ones? Yes. Uh, for okay, what's a good example? He's thinking. He's really thinking. I'm really thinking. Okay, so I'm I'm ninety percent sure. You remember the shot where Scrooge is walking underneath the one of the posts, a lamp post, and you see t- uh, birds looking up at the camera, and they sing to the camera. Oh yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Well, because there's no way that... You can't get a hand in there. Wow. That's really cool. A lot of technical work goes into these movies, Ariana. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a lot of work to make puppets come alive. Speaking of puppets, Brian Henson in the audio commentary to the film claimed that the hardest shot is not what you would expect, Ariana. The shot that was the hardest to do in the movie was of Kermit closing the door to Scrooge's offices with a key. Because if you think about it, a puppet has no weight to it, like uh-huh. on its own. He had to hold up his hand and the key at the same time, like separately from each other, and have it lock the door. And have the door close. So, and it, apparently that took take after take after take. <laughs> oh, man. I could imagine. I mean, it's got to find the hole. It's got to move. Everything's got to move together. Yeah. Which What I wish would happen with this movie is that more, like... I wish I could write like an entire book about this movie because I love it so much. And also there really should be more resources other than just the audio commentary. But uh, Well, why do you love it so much? I defy you not to be happy when watching this movie. <laughs> no, really. If, if you're not happy when watching The Muppet Christmas Carol, see a doctor, really. I, I mean, first of all, I love Muppets. I've loved them all my life. They're just part of my childhood. And I, I dig the Christmas Carol. So they're a perfect combination. I love the Muppets humor. I love 
the sensibility. I love the physical comedy. I love the writing. And Michael Caine's fin- I think Michael Caine really worked for the movie. I think he did. Yeah, he did wonderful. Yeah. I think his natural sweetness, as you noted, works good as a counterbalance to make Scrooge, even when he's hateful, likable. So it was great casting, I thought. There's, a, there's a many, many a close-up on Michael Caine's face while he's watching things go down. And, um, I mean, like, just such subtlety that you you can tell. Um, just his skill as an actor is very apparent, you know, in all these close-ups that they have him do. Because he's watching things like musical numbers and Muppets. And, you know, you don't necessarily feed off a lot of, like, inanimate uh, objects as an actor i would think and so he definitely had his work cut out for him and he did awesome yeah and ex- you remind me of another fact ariana that i Ooh. was totally going to gloss over i thank you in the opening musical number in the shot where scrooge is walking up to his office mm-hmm. like through london and the muppets all crowd around him oh yeah he had to walk on a plank and brian henson the director gave him a challenge which was to not look down so basically, there are two holes where all these puppets were about to crowd him, and he's walking right down the middle. And Brian, even though the shot's from the back, Brian Henson said, don't look down because the audiences will be able to tell that you're looking down. Yeah. And it'll kind of break the illusion. And I think that was the right choice. But so Michael Caine basically had to make sure not to look down while walking. Falling his face on this pirate plank to the office. As well, yeah. Oh, man. So that sure was Michael Caine's skill as an actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. News story. There is a scene that was cut from the original movie, a whole musical number. What? From the theatrical release. In the scene where Scrooge breaks up with, the young Scrooge breaks up with his girlfriend, or rather the girlfriend breaks up with him. Yeah. Yeah. There was a whole musical number that was cut out called When Love is Gone. It was considered too slow for the theatrical release. And it's only included on the director's cut on the DVD. However, the negatives to the film. Do you know what a negative is? Um, It's like the negatives of the actual film itself, right? Like on the original. Correct. What the the film was originally shot on. Yeah, you got right. The negatives to that scene were considered lost. However, a news story broke on the day of this recording that the original footage has been rediscovered and will be included on future 4K releases of The Muppet Christmas Carol. So, wait, it's not on anything yet? Well, what I'm saying is that there's like a really poor copy included on the DVD that I have. Oh. And it's like, it's, it looks like video almost. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so awesome. I would love to see it. Because when you wa- you watch that scene and you feel like it's a, maybe a little bit short. I, I've seen it and it's, it's, what's interesting is that I could see it going either way. I mean, I, I can get the arguments, the movies for kids and that might be, the kids might not care, but uh, about love and yeah, they want to see more Muppets. That being said, it does make the movie as a movie uh, better. You're good. You're a good voice for judgment on this matter. Uh, well, I do my best. Ariana, <laughs> closing thoughts. Ooh, um, if you're someone like me that has not seen any Muppet stuff, I, this is a good starting point to get exposed to how wonderful they are. Um, definitely gonna inspire me to watch more Muppets things. 
Because uh, when did Muppets start? I mean, what's the what's the little history tidbit? You said this is the 92. Yeah. So they've been around just since the 90s. Well, we could re- record a whole mini-series about the Muppets history. <laughs> if I'm really, really, really going to abbreviate it, uh, it all started in the 1950s. Oh, when Jim Henson found that the only way he could get on television was using his skills as a puppeteer on local television networks. And then that expanded from there. And the Muppets evolved from that. Wow. So they've been around for way longer than I expected. I mean, they were, they were like established with Sesame Street. Oh, which, yeah. Which came out in the 60s. Started in the 60s. Holy crap. I didn't know that was that old either. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, my parents saw that as kids. Holy cow. Well, I'm oblivious. And then The Muppet Show came out in the late 70s. Wow. Oh, my gosh. No wonder. I mean, because I feel like I've seen little documentaries of, like, actors and things. They show clips of them, you know, like on The Muppet Show. So, you know, no wonder. I should have (laughs) known. But now I know for sure, for sure. But, I mean, other than, it's just great. Uh, sorry, let me re- read back to you the credo of this podcast. This show is all about me sharing as many facts as I know about filmmaking and directors and behind-the-scenes info about movies and whatnot to Ariana. So, I, so I, I'm doing my job here. Yeah. So this is my film class, pretty much. I mean, it's... It works in my favor. It's, uh, it's my, my musings. If you consider my musings a film class, then yeah, that's, this is a film class. <laughs> well it's wonderful and i'm glad that i know more about muppets now i'm glad i could be of assistance listeners if you have any comments questions or suggestions for future episodes shoot us an email at independentcreatorstudios at gmail.com and if you are so inclined please rate us and write a review on itunes or soundcloud we'd love to hear your feedback behind the flicks was created and recorded by myself and ariana i researched wrote and edited this episode my name is Andrew Gentile. This has been an independent Creator Studios production. Oh.